The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Beinhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. Exactly. And I think actually there's a couple things in there that you just said that are super important to call out. Like a lot of people just set up a website just to have a website. Like Wix. And then they set up a exactly. Yeah. And then they set up a mailing list and they're like, click here to subscribe to my newsletter. Nobody does. Right. But it's like you haven't really told me why I want to subscribe to you. Right. You're not giving them anything. No value. Like what's the point? I I don't want to like Joe's coffee shop down the road. I don't need to subscribe to your newsletter. Like right, of course. I need coffee. I'll go to your shop. Exactly. Like, right. you know, this, this attorney next door to me, why am I going to subscribe? I know a million attorneys in the, in the way this real estate right. agent, why do I need to, I can just call it like Google real estate. Yeah, agent I don't want area. more why things in my inbox. Exactly. So yeah. you need to be able to like provide value as to why the, why you want these people to know who you are and why you are the expert for that person right? more than anything else. And you have to make sure to do so in an authentic way, because I feel like a lot of times these other small business owners also feel like they need to copy whatever everyone else is doing. Right. Um, I actually see it a lot with um, real estate agents because I, I, my family is in a real estate business too. So they, you know, I get, I, I do a lot of work with them. Marketing. It's all exactly. Marketing, it's all yeah. driven by marketing. And a lot of times it's all word of mouth too. So right. the information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, my name is Tiffany Callahan. I'm a marketing, advertising, and creative strategist, uh, and I help small businesses kind of get off the ground and do some marketing strategy for them. And I'm the host of the Drinks After Work podcast coming out with a season two coming soon. All right, Tiffany. So uh, welcome to my show, I guess. Yay, we're gonna I'm talk excited. About your show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, I was thinking, and I always do that. Who connected us? Somebody through the Chamber of Commerce or somebody in town, right? Uh, no, um, Mike Ham actually connected us oh, through like, because yeah, I was on his show. It, yeah, right. so. He's the I feel morning like it's always like spotlight, the, right? Yes, the morning spotlight. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I think I did. I think I saw your episode or listened to your episode on Mike's podcast. And I'm, and then I realized 
we're basically in the same town. <laughs> we're basically neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And the chamber, which I'm going to make you get involved with. I know I need to yeah, come out of hibernation. This. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, is Mountainside, Garwood, Westfield, Scotch Plains and Fanwood. And you've lived in more of those towns than I have. <laughs> yeah, most, most of those towns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm in Westfield. So um, cool. So I want to talk today. Well, first, you know, I want to kind of tell your story, you know, your background and how you got to where you're doing. And, you know, because I know you work for a lot of uh, Fortune 100 companies and all that stuff. And then we could talk about like strategies for small business owners, because I think it's like an ongoing argument about what. Yeah. You should, and we know what they should do, but they're still arguing about it. Like, <laughs> and then I would definitely want to talk about your podcast and the new season that's coming out. So let's Sounds go good. back to the cabin that you were born in. <laughs> the and, cabin that I was yeah, born in. Exactly. It was almost a literal cabin. No, <laughs> um, I, so I went to school for marketing. I loved it. Um, and when I was, I went to Seton Hall, so local. Um, go Pirates. Yeah. Yes, go Pirates. Um, okay. And when I was there, I had an internship in advertising at a very small boutique firm. Okay. Um, it was literally me as the intern, the creative director who did literally all the graphics and the the owner who was the account person that managed all the accounts. So it was it. Th the three of us. Nice. And um, it was awesome because I got to really fully understand like a 360 degree view of what an advertising agency does. Um, and that like instantly sparked my love for advertising. And so when I graduated, I got a job in the big city in New yeah. York um, doing advertising account management. Um, and I, for an agency I loved it or in for a an agency. company? For an agency. No, for okay. an agency. Yeah. So I worked right. at an agency um, okay. for a little while. And then I had the opportunity to switch sides and go client side. Um, and that's when I worked for Verizon. In-house, basically. In-house. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there, the way that the company was structured. It's such a huge, gigantic yeah, this corporation, you said Verizon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. That um, it, I was able to kind of hop from job to job there every year, basically. So I had um, the ability to be able to like get a vast, like wide array of experience. I started doing digital marketing. Then I did retail marketing. Then I did above the line, um, which is like TV and radio. And I did right. um, like basically at any type of marketing facet that you could do, I was able to do. Now at, um, at the corp, at that big of a level, right? Yeah. Is marketing and advertising, do they overlap a lot more than they do? Cause, cause when I think of like advertising versus marketing for a small business owner, I think of advertising, like you buy space on a billboard or on a cable channel and that's your advertising, but marketing is more like organic stuff. You're putting out information, you're appearing on a podcast. Is that true yeah. or am I totally off? Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I like to think of advertising as the um, more creative side of it and okay. marketing is the more strategic side of it, if, the, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so advertising is, you know, you're developing what the creative looks like, what the brand looks like, how the brand represents itself okay. um, in the world. Marketing is everything in the back end of like, okay, you, you need to understand the customer holistically, you really want to be able to talk about their life cycle journey with you. Um, you want to look at the data and understand, okay, this piece of creative, this piece of advertising is performing better than this one. Why? Is it because of the location that it is? Is it because it's blue versus red? Right. Um, and so all of those things kind of go into marketing and you market the advertisements. That makes, okay, sense. That makes sense. So yeah. so it's similar when you're on a, a smaller scale. It's just, yeah, right? it is similar when you're on a smaller scale, you do have to have kind of all of it, um, knowledge of, of all of it to be able to 
effectively do it. Um, right. But don't worry, you don't have to have that, all that much knowledge for those small business owners that are listening that are like, oh, I don't have background. Yeah, I'm like, I need no, a budget to, for advertising. No. <laughs> right? <And then laughs> well, you do need a budget, money. but you know, yeah. it's not not too big. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So go back to Verizon. So you're at Verizon and yeah. So basically I was able to do, like I said, all those like kind of different aspects of it. Um, and I had the opportunity to leave there once I kind of did basically everything that there was to do. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it and I was like, you know what, I want to look into what it feels like to work for a smaller company because I miss that. Remember in the beginning, I, when I worked for the advertising firm, the tiny. when I entered it, it was so tiny. I was yeah. able to do so much. And here it was such a big corporation. You know, I had layers and layers and layers of people that I had to work with. So um, I wanted to really understand what it felt like to kind of work in that small environment again. So I switched careers. I worked um, then at a small startup and I was running, adver- uh, sorry, running the marketing department for them in the US. Okay. Um, this was when, what year? This was when? This was... Last year, um, all during the, way the pandemic. Yes, during the pandemic, it a was a remote time to switch jobs. Oh so. yeah, a wonderful time to switch jobs. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually started there in like during the pandemic, and it was a UK-based company, okay. and they were starting efforts here in the US. So they, it was going to be a hundred percent remote regardless. Um, so that was you know fine, but it was kind of funny like working the UK hours and yeah, um, sure, right? having yeah, and having like to. Were they the five, weird, six hours ahead of us or something? Yeah. Um, and I would work like not their entire hours. I would work a little bit on my shift, but, and they would work a little bit earlier too, to kind of compensate, but it was, it was really weird. And listening to people, like I got so used to the British accent that like yeah. when I heard an American accent, I was like, what are you, where are you from? <laughs> yeah. I have it friends was, in London. Funny. I do a group on Fridays and sometimes I can't understand them. I don't, yeah. You know. Yeah. And it depends on where they're from too. Like some people, yeah have much, much thicker accents. And I'm like, I'm sorry, yeah, you're like going to have to north, slow it down. Right? Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So so you basically started their operation here or was involved kind with of. the start of their operation? Yeah, here? they they wanted, they had started a little bit um, and they, but obviously it was someone in the UK that was starting it. So they right. needed someone here. So I um, started working on that and building up their presence here. Yeah. And it's funny because um not having someone boots on the ground in the location where you're actually marketing is so difficult because of course they were looking don't know at, the culture. Exactly. And yeah. they were looking at billboards. Like they wanted to advertise in New York city and they were looking at like just billboards in right, the like general Times areas. Square, right? Like, I was like, what? yeah, that's a good idea. But like, you're going to spend a lot of money for not a lot of return. Like you right. could look at this area instead, because this is where your target audience is. And they were like, Oh wow. Really? Right. So, you know, being able to like really be here and understand the dynamic of the people that are here and how they're interacting with that yeah, product. Yeah, that's huge. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like if and you and I tried to do business in Alabama from New Jersey, exactly, we wouldn't exactly. even know. It's like another world. Well, that's that's actually the reason I decided to leave that company, that startup, because um, I'm no longer there. But okay. they started to expand. Like once we got the New York operation up and running, they started to expand elsewhere. And in the they country? were running in the country and yeah. they wanted to go to Chicago. Um, yeah. Illinois, you know, some other places in the Midwest too. And I was like, listen, I am fully supportive. I can help as much as I can, but like, I really think that you need to get someone there to be able yeah. to do the work there. Like I did here in New York. Yeah. Um, and I took that as actually as an opportunity to shift and go back to the agency. So now I'm working at another, so you didn't um, stay on and agency. said, listen, I'll be your 
tri-state person and then you get somebody in Chicago and you just said Let no me because I feel like the nature of what I wanted to do I, I accomplished what I set out to do there um, I set up I started it running I kind of put all the systems in place and I gave them all the tools that they needed and I was like you have everything that you need but now I'm just going to be here to optimize but that's not really what I want to do right um uh, you and, like the creative part of it, right? Yeah, Developing. I do like the creative part, and I wasn't. Now, what, did, what did they do? What was the? What the? You don't tell me the name of the company, but what did they? What did they do? They did insurance for rideshare drivers. So, oh, okay. Very so they were niche. selling a product, right? They were, yeah, they were yeah. selling a product. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was interesting and and fun um, for the time being, and then I was just like, you know what, I want a different challenge again. So now yeah. I'm back in advertising. <laughs> Nice. You were a superhero. You're like, I'm done here. And then I'm done. You're off here to you the go. Next. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> you so have is, what you need. <laughs> so are you with a New York based firm and you're just working remotely from Jersey? Yep, I am. Okay. I guess it's good. In your industry, you can just pop around. I right? <laughs> not that easy for everybody. I know it's not that easy for everyone, but um for me, I really I mean, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I was at Verizon for like over almost 10 years. Um, yeah. So I was there for a really long time. I was able to work around within the company, but um, I did stay there for a very long time. And then since yeah. then, it's just been these two major, two different companies. But um, you basically changed your job twice during the pandemic. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, if you did yeah, that so that's a whole nother conversation. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it worked well, out, actually, but it was crazy then. It, I did. I also did a little stint of, um, being a studio manager for SoulCycle in between then too. So that was interesting okay. as well. Is there so, a SoulCycle nearby? Is there? In Shore Hills. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 They're like the. I uh, managed that studio for a little the while. On location. Uh, uh, what's the, what's the bike that you get at home? Um, of oh, the Peloton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like, cause I think I saw him. So I listened to um, Guy Raz, how I built this, the, the okay. podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he, he used to do, he doesn't do them now, but I guess he'll do them again on location type of stuff. And you would go get tickets. So a buddy of mine and me, we went to uh, like the civic center in Tribeca and the interview was with this guy, John, I think his name is who started Peloton. He was talking about yeah. the whole thing and they had a deal with either soul cycle with the other one, like flywheel is the other yep. one, I think. Yep. And they had a deal to do this with them. And like, they pulled out last minute oh my and gosh. left him hanging. And then he continued to raise money and obviously there doing okay hey, but i i've got a peloton here so i love it yeah, exactly but <laughs> did uh, great. it's funny soul cycle so i didn't realize that there's one in short hills I, I think of them all like in new york city chicago miami you know not not yeah. like suburbs yeah well i think we're one of the only ones i'm not I, I, yeah don't quote me on that ironically but, enough um, peloton started in short hills mall that was their first pop-up that's crazy i to, did not to know test that. the idea and they were like oh, can we so sell funny. one a month and they sold like one a day or something wow ridiculous. that's crazy yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He told so the whole that's story. where the cool. that's where the soul cycle is too. So <laughs> nice. So you just but you're just managing that and then you get to use the soul cycle for free. Yeah. I mean I was up until um well then so we you got a real job. Got, well that, yeah. But then I got we got closed down because of COVID. And so that's oh, when okay. it really it. happened. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, right. So, so are they back opening now? They are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wow. haven't gone back though. <laughs> Okay. So if we, if the, we went back to the beginning, you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to change my job two times. People would be like, you're crazy. You, <laughs> yeah. You right. About, you know, you're like, why would you ever do that? Like, right. Especially during these crazy times. And I'm like, you know what? Life is short. If anything has been proven to that's us, it's that life is short. Yeah. That's a and why comment. am I going to spend time doing something that I'm not all that fulfilled doing? And right. so it's actually also the reason I started my podcast was because I was like, I need a creative outlet. I need something yeah. that 
I'm going to do and put my heart and soul into um, that's mine and not like working for the man and working for someone else. So um, that's also why I started doing like that little side project of my podcast. So, okay. So we'll talk about podcasting. We'll give people suggestions about getting started. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the marketing things that you think that small business owners do, you know, wrong and, and maybe, maybe some things you've seen them do right. But I think a lot of people I talk to, not necessarily on the podcast, but that I work with as a business attorney, that's one of the things they struggle with. I, I don't think they really understand. They, I think they have a, a rough idea of what marketing should be. Yeah. But I don't think they know like how to measure it and how to really, you know, get it going. And I feel like it's something that gets very overwhelming very quickly for people who don't um, know very much about it. Right. The best thing and the the best advice that I give to anyone that I talk to, um, small business or not, is think about the life cycle of your customer. And I keep coming back to that because it's it depends on where you want what you want to get out of the customers that you want to reach. Okay. Obviously, at the end of the day, everyone wants sales or everyone wants to be able to right, have that's that. Too broad, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, think about the opportunity that you have. Okay. You want to get your name out there. You have to use certain avenues to be able to get your name out there. Do you want people to know what you sell? Then you have to use different avenues to be able to get, understand like what it is that you sell. Do you want to be able to get referrals? That's a different type of thing. So it really depends on what, what you want to do with your, with your company and with your business. And then you think about the tactics and then you think about the message that you want to get out there. You can't have the same message in every single platform because that's not going to work. So you just want to make sure that you talk to people. And obviously some, some methods aren't going to work for some people, you know, like if you think about like, if you're a, a clothing company, for example, and you are marketing towards, um, I don't know, marketing towards moms buying baby um, onesies for your baby. Okay. You're probably not going to necessarily show up on Twitter because I don't know all that moms that are on Twitter. Exactly. Um, Or LinkedIn. There are some or LinkedIn. Exactly. But you probably do want to show up on Instagram or TikTok, even depending on the the age range of the people that you want to show up with. Yeah. Um, Probably Instagram for that one more than TikTok. But if you are a coffee shop, then you're going to want to show up more in the local news. Like, so that maybe you're going to go to Facebook for that one because that one is more hyper targeted and the people in the area have like the little niche communities. Exactly. So it really depends on what product it is that you have, what you, the target market that you have that you're going after and where you want to show up to. So you have to think about it holistically and not just think about it like, okay, I have a new business. Let me plaster my name all out there and spend a million dollars on billboards and stuff that are not really going to drive revenue. Well, I also find, and I guess the, you know, it all comes back to having like a good website and interacting with all these types of, a lot of people (laughs) and lawyers are very guilty of this, right? They have the, the, like, they might as well not even have a website. I mean, it's just, it's just like a billboard. Nobody's seeing it anywhere. I don't think a website is important. Yeah. I don't think a website is important. I I hear all kinds of different opinions about it, but I know that if you have a website and it doesn't have, it doesn't kind of, you know, interact with all the things, or maybe it's a landing page or whatever. I'm just using that loosely. Right. So you're out there on social media and you want to capture somebody, get them on your mailing list, interact with them, get them to follow you, whatever. There, I find that a lot of people they miss that portion. Of, like they don't have a landing page. It's not a little funnel, so to speak, or it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. It doesn't call them to action or anything. Exactly. And I think actually, there's a couple things in there that you just said that are super important to call okay. out. Like 
a lot of people just set up a website just to have a website like Wix and then they set up a, exactly. Yeah. And then they set up a mailing list and they're like, click here to subscribe to my newsletter. And nobody does. Right. But it's right. like, you haven't really told me why I want to subscribe to you. Right. You're not giving why, them anything. Like, no exactly. value. Like, right. what's the point? If I, I don't want to like Joe's coffee shop down the road. I don't need to subscribe to your newsletter. Like, right. Of course. I need coffee. Law, I'll why? go to your shop. Exactly. Like, right. you know, this, this attorney next door to me, why am I going to subscribe? I know a million attorneys in the, in the way this real estate right. agent, why do I need to, I can just call it like Google real estate. Yeah, agent I don't want area. more why things do in my to... inbox. Exactly. So yeah. you need to be able to like provide value as to why the, why you want these people to know who you are and why you are the expert for that person right? more than anything else. And you have to make sure to do so in an authentic way, because I feel like a lot of times these other small business owners also feel like they need to copy whatever everyone else is doing. Right. Um, I actually see it a lot with um, real estate agents because I, I, my family is in a real estate business too. So they, you know, I get, I, I do a lot of work with them. Marketing. It's all exactly. Marketing, it's all yeah. driven by marketing. And a lot of times it's all word of mouth too. So right. um, I have two different people. One is very, very, very hyper-focused on everything in social media. And one is like, I don't want to ever show up on social Just, media. Like all I don't need it. Word of mouth referrals, things like that. Yeah. And like, or he but does other things. Real he does agents? like, they're both real estate agents. They're both okay. very successful. And it's just a matter of their personality. Right. One of them, she's a social per- person. She shows up and she's like very, she's always on Instagram, always on TikTok. She's very authentic. And it in comes that way. through, right? On that it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense for her because that's yeah. the way that she communicates. For him, he tried that. He failed miserably. He's like, why am I trying to putting- fit with him? Right. Exactly. It's not his, yeah. it's not his forte. So instead we figured out that like for him, I'm helping him design some flyers, design some mailers, design some um, like billboards for him in some locations. And like really those, those more um, above the line tactics is what I like to call them. They're okay. more consumer facing as opposed to the digital ones. Yeah. Um, and that's the way that he gets all of his leads. So it really yeah. depends on the person. It depends on what you want. And it depends right. on the type of person you want to attract too. Well, that's important too. But I also think that you, I think it's really important to do things that you're like comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that resonates with you because if not, people are just going to see right through you. Like somebody, exactly. I had dinner with a friend of mine last night and he's like, well, you should be on TikTok. I'm like, TikTok? Like what? Yeah, like First why? of all, I don't even know how to get on TikTok. I'm like, what's their <laughs> website? He's like, there is no website. It's an app. I'm like, well, then I got to record it through my phone. Yeah. You know, so it just doesn't. Now, should I be on TikTok? Maybe. I have colleagues of mine. I have a friend who's in Florida. She's a family lawyer and she's got all these little vignettes on TikTok. I guess her son knows and helping her or whatever. And she's getting a lot of play, a lot of action from it, but she's not going to do a podcast. I like doing exactly. podcasts, exactly. you know? Exactly. And I think that that's exactly what it comes down to. So when just because something is new and shiny doesn't mean that everyone needs to go and do it at the same time, because right. the, there's, there's a reason certain people are succeeding and there's a reason certain people aren't. And right. it's because it's just not authentic to them. And it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with who they're trying to be. There's a million other things out there that you can do. Podcasting yeah. is one of them that seems to be successful for you, which is great. Yeah. TikTok might not be. So why are you going to try and spend all your time making these funny little videos just to I'm resonate like with an someone? idiot? I mean, exactly. that's the way I look at it, you know? And to be honest, your target market might not be on TikTok. So yeah, I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. I work with <laughs> small business not. owners. Are they on TikTok? I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but Some it depends on the small business owner. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I, I mean, I've always felt like, 
If there's something that you're going to do, first of all, I think if you're not comfortable with it, if it doesn't resonate with you, you're not going to stick with it anyway. So exactly. you're going to exactly. do it three times and say, well, that didn't work. And you're like, well, three times, <laughs> you know how long the podcast took to start slowly bringing in leads and connecting probably eight oh, I, to 10 months. Uh, yeah, at I least. can imagine. And it was still slow then. It wasn't until like probably this past fall when I was at, you know, 180 episodes or something and had been doing it for two or three years that, you know, I get leads or contacts from people mm -hmm. all the time. And they're not even sure how they found how me they or got it, yeah. but it's all kind of connected, right? All, you kind exactly. of want things to kind of integrate. But I, I exactly. think that's like where people really fall apart with marketing is that Definitely. they choose something that, like you said, they think they should be on TikTok because somebody told them that's where you need to be. And they hate it. Yeah. They hate exactly. it or they're exactly. afraid of it or whatever. Yeah. Or they try too hard to it too. Like, yeah. yes, I do think that like having some sort of social media presence is important because right. that's the be best way to, exactly. You do have to be out there and, right. you know, just, just sitting like in your being home. involved in your local community, right? You got to exactly. be involved exactly. in a business person. People aren't going to know who you are. Exactly. Yeah. So I do think it is important, um, but it really, you have to think about how you want to be viewed and how, and how you also like viewing content. Like, yeah. For me, I like, for example, I love doing reels because I like watching reels on Instagram. But when TikTok started, reels is I like the video. Reels is story. the TikTok for Instagram, if that Got makes it. sense. That's what came out because of TikTok. Yeah. See, basically. see, I don't even know what it is. Like I've heard the term, but it's I'm like, like the, the short form video okay. on Instagram. Okay. Um, and so when that came out, I was excited about it because that's what I like to view as a viewer. Got so it. for me, that was very successful, but for, you know, this person, Joe, he probably doesn't watch reels, doesn't watch TikTok. He's like strict Twitter guy, for example, right. maybe he needs to be on Twitter and tweeting like, you know, one-liners are one important thing of what his business does. And that might help get his um, brand more well-known than being on, on Instagram, for example. Yeah. You know, he'll really just find it a, just la laborious to Exactly. Do the TikTok. He's got to do the video. I was doing videos for my old firm for a while. I, I think they were boring too, but <laughs> you know, so it was, but it was so labor intensive. I was coming in on yes. Saturdays and Sundays. I was wearing a suit or at least the top of a suit. I was setting up the thing <laughs> and making little scripts and it was just too much for me. I couldn't, it I is. couldn't, you know, so you got to, I think you got to do things that are like, what's the word? Um, you're able to sustain exactly. without it exactly. totally intruding on your life. Uh-huh. You know? And actually- like burnout is something that I was actually just talking to a friend of mine of um, about too. I feel like, especially in today's society, because everything is so remote, like post post COVID or during COVID or whatever you want to call it, whatever we're in right now, right? Um, because everything is so tangible digitally, we tend to eat overcommit ourselves even more so than we right. did before the pandemic. And yeah. now that everything is opening up we're adding in layers and layers and layers on top of that. And we're like trying to kind of overcompensate for the time that we didn't connect with anyone or the time we didn't do anything for however long it was. Yeah. So people nowadays are getting even more burnt out than they were um, before COVID or during COVID. Um, and so I think it's something that everyone needs to kind of be cautious of, like just because now we're opening up again and now we're doing more things and now you're able to, to do more yeah. doesn't mean you have to. You just need something um, to pace yourself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And even I think as a small business owner, especially, that's something that gets um, it's easy to overlook because you're like, I need to do all the things because if I'm not doing them, 
that directly affects my bottom line and directly affects the revenue that I bring in. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, like if you end up hitting a wall and like you will it'll crash and burn and yeah, then it'll, it'll be, worse. be worse. Exactly. So of course. Um, you need to like kind of protect yourself, protect your peace, protect your creativity too, because you know, obviously as a small business owner, you do need to be creative. Um, you need uh, to usually like, they want to, that's why they exactly. avoid all the financial stuff. Then nobody likes that. <laughs> well, that's they want true. To go to creative stuff. <laughs> We're all right brain entrepreneurs, you know? Yeah. You got to find someone who's left brain to kind of work with you on that. (laughs) That's for, yeah. I need a bookkeeper. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I find that people, um, when, if they, if they don't do things, you know, regularly, right. We know that's important, but that they could like, and sometimes it takes a little education, but they can automate some things, Yes. you know, so they don't have to be so overwhelmed and it doesn't have to happen. I, I was talking to somebody else the other day and they're like, yeah, we, we have a marketing person. It was a lawyer. We have a marketing person now and we try to put on so you know social media like every day and whatever. And I go, every day you're posting things? I mean, I was doing two episodes a week for the podcast because I had so many episodes because for mm-hmm. 10 months I had no clients. They're all in hiding, you know? So, yep. But then I got to the point where I said, oh my God, this is too much. Now we do Fridays only which is still a lot. There was a time when I was doing once a month, but I said, listen, you're not gonna be able to maintain that pace. Exactly. Because you need content all the time. And you know, what, what are you doing? So exactly. And that, that's actually something, especially for small business owners who are trying to show up on Instagram or on, on um, social media, they run out of content ideas super quickly because they try like everyone hears about the algorithm saying like, you need to post every day. You need to show up every day. You need to do this. You need to do that. My response is no, you don't. Right. Just Um, ignore that. Especially. Yeah. You need to show up. However, often it makes sense for you to show up. Right. If that is every day, maybe it's a matter of like, I keep going back to the coffee shop owner, for example, but maybe it's a fact of like you literally showing like you're physically there every day at your coffee shop, right. show yourself Those opening people up, come into your shop every day. People exactly. Call their lawyer every day. Do like, exactly. Do like a picture of a, of a, one of your coffees every day. That's a new fine. special roast of the day or whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. Right. If That's you're different. a lawyer, for example, maybe you want to show up twice a week and you'd give like a quick tip on a Tuesday right. of something that pertains to whatever it is that you're, that you're, uh, doing. And then maybe on a Thursday or a Friday, you show up and you do like give a glimpse into who you are as a person, because I do think that that is also very important. Yeah. A lot of small business owners That's don't good to say. I used the... to do, I was doing like a 15 minute legal update yep. every Thursday morning. And well, first I started the pandemic and I was like, Oh, I'll do this for like six weeks. And then, you know, everything will be back to normal and we'll be back oh, yeah. in our offices and the world will be good. <laughs> and then I realized I better put a shirt on because I'm in my underwear and, and it was not changing. Right. So then, but I, it got to the point where I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was, I was getting so stressed every Thursday morning about what the hell am I going to say today? Like at the beginning, it was, it was easy. Mm-hmm. I had a lot to say, but after eight weeks, 10 weeks, I don't know. Well, so here's- then. And here's something that I also Ooh, advice tell from Tiffany. So this is good. Big advice. Okay. Repost things. Re-say yeah, so things. Just re- I should do that. I should repost now. I have all these videos. They're yeah. sitting there in my YouTube thing. That's why I should, should. I should get it going again. Maybe once There's a month. There's no need. People forget. People have a very short attention yeah, span and a very short memory. Yeah. They don't remember. Right. And actually repetition is a good thing when it right. comes to people's memories. The only problem marketing. is every video says it's Thursday you know, March. <laughs> edit that out. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't even edit videos. That's why I put them up on YouTube <laughs> raw. Cause I don't, I don't I like audio is easy. 
the yeah. video, you get the video, you get the audio, you get this, that. It's just <laughs> like a nightmare. I don't well, know. see, that's a you outsource someone one time, yeah. you find someone on Fiverr or something like that to cut yeah. down all those videos yeah, and upwork, right? All those websites. And that's the thing. Like you just have to talking about marketing spend too, or, or spend in general, understand like you don't necessarily need to hire someone to do all your marketing right away. You can right. hire someone as a freelancer to help you set up a couple systems and give you some tools and tips that you need to be able to do it on your own and then send them off on their way. It's yeah. not a big expense right away. It might right. seem like a little bit more upfront, but think about it in terms of the long term. You know, they're giving you the tools that you need to be yeah, able to do it. You don't need a monthly budget forever. Exactly. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Care for your health. Care for the planet and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAE Podcast for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely scares a lot of people away. They think, or like if you, if you can't design a logo or if you can't do, you know, create a, a, postcard and you want to send out these postcards, hire someone to do it. Look up right. on Fiverr. There's there's a million other websites out there that are able Isn't to do it. there a website it? where you can do like a logo contest and offer like, I don't know, 150 yep. bucks and then they yep. all submit it and they make a little bit of money. And, oh yeah. yeah. There's there's a ton of those. Um, The one I, I'm thinking of is Behance, but there's okay. a ton of them that are, that are out there that are able to do that. And you pick the winner and you give them a little bit of credit for doing it, but ultimately you get something for cheap that would have cost you a million dollars or would have spent up so much time to be able to to do up on your own you know don't think of what you're good at and stick to what you're good at and outsource the rest of the stuff if you can yeah, definitely definitely or lean into friends and family or friends of friends you know like that's that's the other important thing to do right <laughs> use your Get network well <laughs> yeah. i think that um the really successful business owners that i know the good startups and the entrepreneurs they are always asking they're asking their friends they're asking their customers they're 
constantly, you know, what do you think of that ad? What, what do you think of this? What would you think of, you know, why did you buy this product? You know, exactly. well, I saw you on this or, mm-hmm. well, I liked what you had to say about that. And, and, and they're not, they don't believe what, what their opinion is. Like they know they're going to be wrong. Like if they're, people are doing it for this reason. Probably yeah. they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's working. Cause when it stops working, then you don't know why it stopped working. Right. Right. It happens all the time, right? You're doing Google something or other. And all of a sudden leads dry up and yeah, nobody exactly. can figure out why the hell that's going <laughs> why, on. What, right. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's important to understand and, and tap into your existing community too. Um, your existing base network base. Right. If you have people that are already buying, whether it's a product or service from you, ask them not only how they heard about you, but also how they consume the information that you are giving them too. Like, as yeah, but like lawyer, where did they example. see it or whatever? Or say like, do you think that it would be valuable if I gave you a newsletter with like th- these legal tips for small business owners? Yeah. And if they, question. if the people that, cause they're already coming to you. So right. presumably they like your services, you know, like wow. otherwise they wouldn't be coming to you. Right. <laughs> so because of that, like, Hey, do you want me to continue doing this? Like I'm already doing a newsletter. Let's just say I'm already doing a newsletter. Is this providing any value to you? Like, do you read it or do you just kind of delete auto delete it whenever it comes in? Cause that's another thing. People do the, all these things and they create newsletters and they, they post blogs on their website and stuff like that. And they're like, well, they think that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And then right. when they actually ask people or when they actually look into the data, there, no one's viewing it or no one's getting any value out of it. So they're like, you know what? Why am I continuing to put all my effort into this when I could start a podcast or I could right. do something on social media or I could start TikTok dancing while I'm giving away law advice? <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's like to remind them that you're there. So if they're not reading your newsletter, what's the point? You're putting in all exactly. that effort to create that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Know, daunting. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I'm sure we'll bounce I also around. Think- yeah, go ahead. So just going back really quickly, um, another important thing that I want to make sure. Well, yeah. Um, (laughs) But another important thing I want to make sure that people know is just because you do have a small business, you are also a person. And so especially when you think about the way you show up on social media, um, don't just show up as your small business, because I think it's important for people to see and connect with the person and, you know, the life you are, you are outside of that. Right. Um, you know, as a lawyer, you're not just a lawyer. You have a, you know, you're, you have hobbies and interests. You do things outside of the law office as well. Right. And someone might see your person. Right. Exactly. And someone might see your content and be kind of turned off by all of the law stuff, but they don't know that like, let's say you like basketball, for example. Um, They don't know that you like basketball or once they see you connecting or playing basketball or watching a basketball game and posting about it, then they're like, Hey, I like that team too. Let me talk to you about this. Oh, by the way, I have this other law thing that I do. You know, that's a much more organic way of of showing up on social media right. than just posting about whatever it is that you have to sell. Yeah. So that's another thing that a lot of people kind of forget. It's like yeah. show the behind the scenes, show right. the um, the person that you are. This one girl, I use her as an example all the time because it was very interesting. I, I was able to connect with her when she just started out a, like a small little Etsy shop selling like stickers, I think it was. Okay. And now she had like maybe 150 followers on Instagram. Right. Now she has well over a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Well over. But it took like, a while, right? No, it didn't. No. She for got her, viral it took, or something? Yeah. Well, for her, it took like, I want to say like six months, six to eight months. Now, granted, okay. I'm not going to say that this happens for everyone, but right. it does happen 
pretty frequently. But the reason is because she showed up every morning. She'd like, you know, showed up on Instagram stories. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm going to start um, my day with my workout. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to talk to you guys later about what it is that I'm selling. And then she sold, she showed herself actually packaging the stickers, creating them. She showed the behind the scenes of all the work that went into it. And that turned into people connecting with her because they liked, they worked out in the morning as well. And or they liked the way that she designed the logos yeah. or the stickers. They liked, you know, Resonated knowing how she was able to go from her house to the to the post office to mail the things and chit-chatting with the post office lady and knowing that like on Sundays she went to church with the mom, you know, like all this stuff that they got to learn about her yeah. just because she started sharing a little bit more than here's a sticker that I'm selling. Here's this sticker that I'm selling. Here's this sticker that I'm selling. Yeah. And now she's turned that into like this major boutique. She sells all these clothing and all these accessories and right. it's, it's really exciting for her, but but it, started, it, but it it probably was like this and then ramped up. It wasn't like she got 10,000 a month no, from the No, not at all. Not at all. Right. It was like 100, maybe the next day it was 100 or the next month it was 150. Maybe right. the next month it was back down to 100 because that's also the reality is growth People is not linear. You, right. Exactly. exactly. Like every day I for example haven't posted a whole lot in the past couple of months because I've been between seasons. Right. Um and I finally go back online. So obviously like, you know, when you don't post your, your growth is steady. Static, People right? don't. Yeah. So I finally start posting. I like lose five or six followers, but yeah. Hey, it, it happens. happens. Right. Exactly. You know, like, why am I going to let that stop me? Cause now I know that I'm going to have other people that are going to come in and I'm going to, get more followers after that or more people that are going to be interested in my content after the fact. Right. There's have the consist consistency factor is the other thing. Yeah, definitely. I think people though forget that maybe there's some things that they like uh, there's some things I would never comment on or post about because I have people that are, you know, I have conservative clients and I have liberal of course, clients. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. People and I have had attorney friends, some of them have worked for me, where I'm like, we got to close your account. Like you, you start in these like Twitter wars or yes. these tweets or you're, you know, going back and forth on Facebook messenger and, and, and you're like having, it's affecting your business yeah. in a bad well, it's a balance. Way. It's definitely yeah. a balance. You need to find that balance. You have, to, you absolutely need to me, for example, like I, I mean, you can see him in the background, but you can't really see up close. Um, I do. I have a son. I, t I tell people I have a son, but I don't really share all that much about him because for me, that's like, my choice. That's my family, whatever. Right. I also have political views that I don't share publicly because right. I don't feel the need to involve other people. It's a very divisive topic. Yeah. Now there's certain people that feel they, they want to share that kind of stuff. And if it works for your business, then by all means, share what you, what you want to share, but you're at only the same looking time, to do business with a, people like that. Exactly. Ahead, you know? Exactly. Like there is a limit. So yeah. understand the balance of sharing there's a, there's also a difference between personal and private too. Something right. that I get into with some of the people that I work with. Um, you can share some of your personal life, but you don't have to share your private life with yeah, them. Good point. So, you know, I think people, though, they, they, the their brain doesn't function when they get pissed off about something and they're out there <laughs> spewing about it. And then, then they, you know, they don't realize it's that true. it's all those other people aren't going to do business with you anymore. It's true. It's, it's just true. fine. If that's what you want. If like that's you what you want. Yeah. Just understand that and and know, and it doesn't have to be political views that turn you off and turn people off from you. You could know, be all kinds be, of stuff, right? It could be all kinds of stuff. It could very well be like, 
you're posting that you're that you work out at CrossFit and someone could be like totally against CrossFit and not like him, for example. Right. But you know, you're not you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. Or you like meat. People are vegan. Exactly. People uh, are vegan. So <laughs> exactly. You're posting <laughs> pictures of meat. Exactly. People like to like I post pictures of wine. My podcast is called Drinks After Work. I turn off a lot of people who don't like alcohol. So yeah. It, That's it not really your depends. audience. Right? Exactly. Like yeah. Think about who it is that you want to attract and you want to work with. And if that aligns with what it is, what the content is that you're putting out there. Great. If not, then maybe think about holding that side of your life back a little bit. Right. right. <laughs> Just hold back a little bit. Have Just some restraint. Bit. That's yeah. what I would say to people. Don't get in an argument with that guy. He's an idiot and you look stupid because you're arguing with him. I couldn't exactly. help myself. Okay. Well, you know, okay. You're That's a bigger problem. Exactly. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your podcast and kind of where it came from and the whole, you know, genesis of it. And then like who you've interviewed and things yeah. you've learned from them. Cause yours is all about like marketing, right? Talking to business owners about marketing. Yes. So, um, and I'm actually shifting that a little bit too, but okay. um, we'll get there. Cause I don't so, have seasons. I just keep putting out episodes and you do. So, well, yeah, uh, I I'm starting to do seasons because I learned the hard way that I could not keep up going back to like over committing yourself. Exhausted, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pause and I'm going to break this season up and do, do a second season now coming right. out <laughs> um, is what I'm calling it at least. Right. <laughs> uh, so it started because, I mean, if you think back to pre pandemic times um, you would clock out of work, yeah, you'd have a crazy busy day at work. And before you got home and like started doing the whole home thing, you wanted to kind of unwind. And so you would go to your coworker that's sitting next to you or, you know, the, a couple cubes down from you and be like, Hey, you want to go get a drink after work? Let's go to right. the bar across the street. Let's de-stress. Let's talk about, you know, our lives and then we'll go home after this. That's kind of the concept that I wanted to bring into it. Um, okay. Because a lot of times those types of conversations that I would have specifically with my friends and my coworkers would turn into like these interesting, like deep conversations about, you know, stuff going on in the world and about things going on in marketing and about how like they like their roles or, you know, what happened to their bosses or some projects that they're working on that are really cool and interesting. And so I wanted to take that concept and bring it virtually because obviously at the time when I first started it, it wasn't, we weren't having in-person conversations right. at all. This was during the pandemic, right? This is during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it started out as. And I, I started out just interviewing people in the marketing and creative field. Okay. Um, and really understanding like what it is that they're doing, how they got started in that field, because I think that that's really interesting too. Some people, they know their whole lives that they're going to be a creative person and they're right. going to be like an art director or they're going to be a photographer. And some people kind of stumble into it. Um, and just because they happened to be at the right place at the right time and someone gave them an opportunity, they were like, you know what, this actually sounds really interesting. So let me do it. Yeah. Um, there's a need, like <laughs> there's a friend of mine who um, was he started out as a photographer and now he's doing video and he's doing graphics okay. and he's doing 3d and all this, all this stuff. And it's just because there was a, a need and he was like, I can, let me try. And right. because of that, he's now developed into a more into that um, something completely different. So you hear noise in the background. I think they're doing construction in the bathroom behind us. Oh, I actually don't hear anything. So you don't hear good. anything. Perfect. No. Okay. It's a loud <laughs> noise. Uh, only I can hear it. That's good. Yeah. That's fine. My so I have good equipment. I put my dog to sleep. Yeah, you do. 
<laughs> my um my dog used to bark during all my podcast episodes. That was a fun thing. <laughs> she's good now. <laughs> you didn't literally um, put her to sleep. You no no no. She's okay. asleep at like, my feet. I, I right needed now. to be like, quiet for my podcast, no, so I yeah. killed my dog. Sorry, sorry guys. God Did rest. not kill my dog. No, I I mean I can show you her if uh, I if I we tilt the camera you. down. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay. No, meaning like uh, I, I tired her out before I joined your your <laughs> podcast so that she would be sleeping during that is it so funny. So that she wouldn't bark. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, that's so funny. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so the types of people I have on there in the in season one is mostly that is all like I have someone who's a photographer, um, someone who is a brand strategist, uh-huh. um, market researcher. Um, I had, you know, a videographer. Uh, I had someone who's an influencer marketing. So mm-hmm. what a well-rounded group of people that I had on there, but everyone was tangentially um, involved in the marketing and creative field. Right. And while that, I think that that is where most of my forte and where most of my content is still going to be, especially as we get into deeper into more and more seasons. Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about it is there's, there's people out there who are working in regular fields yeah, that regular fields, non-marketing fields that are right. still creative and are yeah, still doing creative and marketing things. Yeah. Um. So now with season two, I'm continuing that, but I'm also going to be talking to people like chefs, lawyers, uh, real estate agents, um, coffee shop owners, small business owners, and really understanding the creative side of what they do. Yeah. Um. And having those interesting conversations with people about who they are, how they started, what they're doing, what creative work they do, what marketing they do, and how that all kind of lends itself to one another. Right. Um, all That's with a happy idea. hour style. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Get your so, guests drunk and then you can yeah, talk. To exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you see any any guests that have been on the podcast and you want to connect with them, let me know. I'm, they're always excited. To, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Meet, meet different and same, same thing. We do the whole network thing. I, yeah. I love that's another huge aspect of why I started the podcast yeah. is to develop like this network of people to be able to tap into and be able to like connect one to the other right. because you know you know a million people for example right. and Not I know a million, many people but maybe well I know but I'm maybe just throwing that name out there <laughs> you know a lot of people right. I know a lot of people we probably have some people in common but we probably also know people that have nothing to do with each other of course that might end up knowing each other or being able to help each other in some way. So yeah, it's the power of connecting people, I think. Absolutely. So I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So do you remember when you got started? Like, because people always ask me this. How? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like what did, what did you do? <laughs> Here you are, you're sitting there going, okay, I'm going to do a podcast and you have no idea, except you could listen to them on your phone. Right. Correct. Um, I, so I think we, we started talking about it before we started recording. Right. I, originally thought that I wanted to put like marketing content out there via a blog or something like that. Um, and I started doing that and I absolutely hated it. I was like, yeah. this is not entertaining at all. Yeah. yeah. Right, so. I was like, I don't really, I don't really want to do this. So then I was like thinking about it and I like listening to podcasts. Yeah. So why not create one? Um, right. So I looked into it. I understood that like you needed a host in order to have all your episodes physically go out into the world. And I knew that I needed a microphone. And those are the two things that I figured out. (laughs) So you need a way to record it and some way to get it out there. Yeah. uh, And basically 
Um, the microphone that I originally started with was a loner microphone for my brother, who's a musician. Okay. Oh, um, that works. Yeah. So he, he was able to give it to me, uh, or give me like a microphone that he wasn't using. So I didn't have to spend any money on that at first. Nice. Now I have yeah. my microphone that I <laughs> like better, but that's, yeah. that's besides the point. I had the same and thing. I Googled like free podcast hosting platform. Yeah. And I found this one online that you could record online and that it automatically sends it out to the universe. Was it Anchor? Yes. Yeah. That's and, what I, I didn't start with Anchor, but yeah. Well, I started with Anchor for a easy. second. And yeah. then I went and was like, well, this is this is free. This must not be good. So I went and found <laughs> one that I paid for for a little while, right. Buzzsprout. And yeah. then now I'm like, why am I using this when I actually get just as much? Now that I know a little bit more about it, I'm like, I'm going to go back to Anchor because I have... I get the same thing out of it than I did with with Buzzsprout that I'm paying for, so I might as yeah. well use the free service. So right, so you're <laughs> now on, you're still on Anchor. Anchor. Yeah, that's fine. So it's yeah, it's funny how that works. But um, I tell people you don't need you don't need to overcomplicate it. Right. All you need is somewhere to record the episodes on. Right. Something to physically record, like a microphone to physically record it, and a platform to be able to. Press yeah, publish, when you upload it exactly, and then and that's send it. it out, right? And right. A good voice, it's yeah. Nice, nice voice also helps. <laughs> yeah, voice definitely helps, and a good microphone helps your voice. Like I, when I first exactly. started, we were using these crappy USB mics, and mm-hmm. I had to clean up the sound. I mean, if you hear the yeah. early episodes, definitely you can tell the <laughs> difference in the sound. Yeah, but I, I mean, was the same thing. I didn't know what Anchor was at the time. I really didn't yeah. know anybody who podcast. I I found Podbean, which I still use. Yeah, but. You know, it was like, okay, uh, and I had partners in those days. So I was like, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? So I, I had the microphone and I told a friend of mine who's recently passed away, unfortunately, oh. um, to come to my office and we're going to, I'm going to interview you. He's like, about what? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So well, we're going to we figure recorded, it out. Right. So I just, and then we recorded the, con- I didn't even have a name for the podcast at the time. So I recorded the content and then I was like, well, what the hell do I do with it now? Like, how do I edit it? How do I? So then I found, I think I use Audacity. So I found mm-hmm. Audacity and then some yep. people use GarageBand on the Mac. But so that was free, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was watching yeah. videos and then I had a problem with one of the mics feedback from some. So I'm watching videos as to how to hook this in and whatever. Yep. Finally, I figured it out. Nobody gave me like a really good explanation. And then I was like, well, how do you get it up to <laughs> these services? Right. Yeah. How do you register? And then. I think Podbean is, and a lot of these services are easier now in terms of the feeds, Definitely. but then you like had to go onto Apple and you had to get the RSS Individually feed register. To, yeah, yeah exactly. you copy it and then put it in the thing. And yeah, but I found an article, had to do it. So I was like, you know, whatever, but yeah, it took I'm a, a while. I'm a big proponent of YouTube University. Yes, um, YouTube's a, the best. And and being a student of hard knocks um, yeah. and figuring it out and being strappy and um, or scrappy and bootstrapping. I mix those two words together. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, basically just hitting the ground. Like if you have a question, 90% of the time, the answer is probably going to be on Google. I bet you it's so 99. Just, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to overcommit. <laughs> right. We don't overcommit. Yeah. And And the other thing is ask people around you that might know something about it too. Right. Yeah. Like for example, I had my my brother who knew a little bit about sound and he was like, all right, well you don't don't worry. He he honestly was the one that kind of helped me a little bit more to get out of my own head because I was like, well I need I need an intro song and I need to be able to know how to like mix everything together yeah, I, and I right. need to know how to like rec- like change the frequencies and 
understand how to change the sound and change the voices. And he was like, why? Right. I was like, I don't know. Cause that's what podcasters do. Right. right. He's like, I'm a professional. No. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, you just need to make sure that if you sound relatively okay, it's going to be fine. Just right. talk into the microphone like you would normally don't bother with the sound and just start, start until you know that you're going to continue with it. Because that's another thing is people might start a podcast thinking that that's what they want to do and then realize they hate right, it and they hate course. talking to people. Or they a hate lot of podcasts drop exactly. off after several episodes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, if it's something for you and it's something that you want to, you know, continue with, then yeah. After a couple episodes, add music to it or add right. an intro or add or whatever. On, exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. it's something that doesn't have to be perfect from the start. You right. can just start it and you'll figure it out a little bit. Well, it's like way. any kind of marketing, right? Everybody's waiting exactly. for it to be perfect. They never get started and it's not helping their business. Exactly. Exactly. If you wait until it's perfect, you've waited too long. Right. You just need to get to get started and adapt as you grow. Yeah. Um, change it takes a long time grow. to get followers exactly. and people to hear it and for it to get around. Exactly. And yeah. it takes a long time for you to find your voice too. Like when yeah. I first started, I literally read the, I like, did too. I had, and I was like, this sounds terrible. I'm it, not right. doing this. My, and my sister yeah. was the one, she was like, she's like, you sound like you're reading off of something. I was like, I am. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know how to yeah. talk to a microphone. You like, got to get out of your own that? head. No, exactly. I was on a podcast. It was like some success, motivation, something, whatever. I don't even know how he found me. And he said, I always tell the story, but he sent me this list of questions. Like people ask me, like, what are the questions you're going to ask me? I'm like, I don't have a list of questions. Yeah. We're going to talk. Right. <laughs> so, so he sends me these questions and like an idiot, I'm like, Oh yeah. He sent me some sample questions, whatever. I totally didn't even read them. I didn't pay attention to him. I figured we're just going to talk. So yeah. I go on the thing. First of all, he had some problems with his eyes. He had some traumatic brain injury oh, no. years ago. So he could, so he starts, he's literally like this. I don't, oh, I don't think God. he recorded the video, which was good. <laughs> so it's like this, like over here. And and then he starts like, you know, rustling his paper. And I realized, oh my God, he's taking out the questions that I didn't look at. Right. <laughs> and he starts asking me these questions. And he's like, and you could tell he's reading them because he doesn't see well to begin with. So he's like, he's got to read the question. To this day, <laughs> Tiffany, I don't know what I said. A friend was like, oh, you sounded great. I'm like, I have no I'm idea. Sure you did. Right. I was like, I don't know. But it's funny because I've had guests like call me the whole week before and they're, listen, I'm so nervous. I just want to know what you're going to say. <laughs> I said, I'm going to talk to you about your story. You're going to tell yeah. your life story and what you're doing now. And, and, and these are people like probably 20 years, my senior, like they're successful, whatever. And afterward, they're like, oh, that was great. We just talked about it. I'm like, yeah, because we're having yeah. like a normal conversation. Exactly. But exactly. it does take a while to like develop a style and to figure that stuff it out. And it does. I, I had a problem with my sound. It was like, what was happening? Like it was like if I listen to that, my podcast versus a regular, you know, like a professional podcast, let's call yeah. it, right? My sound was very low. Like I had to turn it up, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. I couldn't figure it. So I went to these like podcast meetup groups. I'm meeting these sound guys. They're talking like it might as well have been Japanese. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, if you cut this, I'm like, dude, I am an attorney. Yeah. I don't know anything <laughs> about the sound world. Assume that I'm like four years old and you have, they couldn't explain it to me. So I forget how I, I have this little program that that's free that I drop the whole thing in and it like levelizes the sound. Yeah. I forget how I, I didn't find it from the engineers though. They don't, they have to put it through some huge program <laughs> with all kinds of equipment. Yeah. It's like a little piece of software and I drop it on my desktop and it does it. I forget. I must've got a YouTube video about it. Probably. It was probably like a YouTube video that figured it out, but exactly. there, and there's, 
there's so I many was complicating tools things also, too much. That you was were complicating problem. it. Yeah. And yeah. you were also probably trying to compare yourself to those people that were professionals that have been doing this for years and years yeah. and years and have backgrounds in radio since I the know. dawn of they, time. They got, you know, I like, heard about it. It's called a sonic logo. They have yeah. right the sound that you would you would associate. Yeah. And I'm like, like okay, what? that's great. Yeah. But no, thank you. I'm not there yet. <laughs> you know, like we're still learning as you go. And I have friends of mine who have worked in radio and do have very successful podcasts. And they're they're the same thing. They're like, I use anchor. I yeah, use audacity. I, right. I just use the basics. They just and know I'm, what to do. Right. Yeah. You exactly. don't need all those features. And they and learned it as they, as they went, you know, yeah. it's, it's not something that you need to have all the bells and whistles. You don't have to have everything perfect right off the bat. So if you want to start a podcast, get yourself a microphone, use audacity to record and to edit maybe a little bit, if you can want to play around with it, especially right. to teach yourself as yeah. you go. Um, and go to anchor or Google a different podcast hosting platform that might be free. If you don't want to spend any money, there's some that are paid for too. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Think about. The and kind if of people have advice for you, you should do this. You should do that. Don't yeah. let it. I, I used don't to be like, Oh my God, you. I got to do all those things. <laughs> and I just like fall apart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't, you know, it do doesn't not have to be perfect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cause they, hear, you don't need especially a logo, somebody who knows sound. A... They're going to hear things like in your sound that most right. people don't hear. Right. The average person. I um I got these big interest like yeah like these editing headphones. Yeah, these are like twenty honestly, bucks, thirty bucks. They're yeah, cheap. These are these aren't that bad either. They were not that expensive, but honestly, I sometimes just use the regular like headphones that I just plug into the computer, and it they work just uh, as well. Earbuds you know? or something. Yeah, like you don't need anything. You don't need these big headphones to be right. able to. Well, edit when I have guests on, I, I tell them, listen, don't go out and buy a mic like a right. blue Yeti exactly. and headphones because exactly. you're going to be on my podcast. Don't do that. Right. Exactly. You know, get your <laughs> earbuds with a little microphone in it, you know, exactly. And it's fine. Um, and, and that's all you need too for right. if you're starting out. That's literally all you need. And then get the other stuff after the fact, learn how to edit after the fact, learn how to add sound in and add music and add all this other stuff in after the fact. Right. Exactly. Um, but if anything, I think the most important thing, especially if, if anyone's out there, it's kind of the same thing. Same thing for social media as it is for podcasting. Focus on the content. Focus right. on what it is that you want to say and what it is that you want, the stories that you want to tell. Um, because your sound could be the best sound in the world. You could have the most right, expensive crappy equipment. Stuff, nobody's going to listen. If Yeah. If no one, if <laughs> if it's boring, no one's going to want to listen. Doesn't matter to how good it sounds. Exactly. So, right. um, but if you have something super interesting to say, the sound does not matter. Right. I mean, it does to a certain extent. It can't be inaudible but yeah you know if it's if it's okay to listen to people are going to listen regardless of how amazing the sound quality is so Absolutely. um so the content I, I think is the most important thing i appreciate it we're running out of time because yeah. i literally have a podcast at 11 30 and if i don't get off well, i, I do won't too. download so, fast enough you're good right because my computer's slow but when's the second season of your podcast coming out next week actually march 1st <laughs> okay so by the time this episode's out you will have already had some of the season out so people can yes can tune Amazing. in It'll probably be like in May or something or April. Sounds good. Yeah. April. So it, it will be out there. You can listen to it now, anywhere okay. you get your podcast, wherever What's you're listening again? to this podcast, go and find the drinks after work podcast. Fantastic. So we'll put links in the show notes. Tiffany, Thank I can't you. thank you enough. Can't wait to see thank you at you, the Mitch. next uh, so great. event that we have for the yes, chamber. Absolutely. And uh, it's Friday. So have a very nice weekend. Yeah. Have a great weekend. You too. <laughs> if you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, 
on Amazon Music and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Beinhacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at beinhackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.